With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Live from the Great Pumpkin Patch, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Soon we'll be coming to you guys from the Salvation Army kettle. It's just around the corner. <laughs> Better laugh uh, than a spit being roasted somewhere. This is true. And we also, of course, happy trade deadline day since it has now come and oh. gone. So... Nice of them to do that on the Halloween because some of those trades really scared me. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> um, as someone who was hoping to start uh, um, Jaron Hall this weekend, I was a little bit confused by the Joshua Dobbs trade, but it sounds like they're still going to start Hall for at least one game. So, But, uh, yeah, lots of big moves, you know, maybe not so much for most people's fantasy teams, but you know, seeing both uh, – Chase Young and Montez Sweat traded by the um, yeah. commanders. That was a bit of a, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a shock, but a little bit of a surprise. And, of course, the rich keep getting richer with uh, Donovan right. Peoples-Jones going to join the the uh, Lions receiving core. So, yeah, there were a bunch of interesting moves. No big-name running backs changed. Uh, no. All uh, Christian McCaffrey last year, which was a little bit of a, Surprise slash disappointment, but uh, I don't know which trades uh, surprised you. I mean, I was. I think I was. I was most surprised that Dalvin Cook didn't get moved. I I just I don't really get what the Jets are gaining by keeping him there. I mean, they're not using him. They don't seem in like they have any intention of using him. Granted, he had a fumbling problem, and I get it. But I also was really surprised to see that the Redskins or the Commanders would move both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I know they'd talked about Chase Young, and I don't love the idea, but I guess you're getting draft picks back, and that's great. But, I mean, he's a once-in-a-generation defensive player, and Montez Sweat's having the the career they, the season of his career right now. And you almost just beat arguably the best team in the NFC, definitely the best in the NFC East, and that's when you decide you want to have a fire sale. It just – some of them are very strange to me, but good for the 49ers. If all it took was a third-round pick that you had a conditional pick for because someone stole one of your your coordinators and you got Chase Young out of it for the rest of the year, good for them. I mean, way to, way to make a highway robbery in front of a million people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, though. I wonder if the 49ers are feeling any desperation having gone from, you know, 5-0 to 5-3 yeah. and three in the course of the last uh three weeks and arguably two of the three teams they lost to were pretty good, but, um, you know, Minnesota, maybe True. not so much, but, you know, the other two games you know, were against good teams, but, uh, yeah, this, you know, I, I don't think it was a desperation play. I think it was just a good team that's hit a rough patch as many good teams do during the course of the season, just seeing an opportunity and saying, Hey, let's grab this guy. Yeah. I mean, 
I think if any other team team in the league had known all it was going to take was a third round pick to get Chase Young, I think they would have had a lot of suitors. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the 49ers were just the ones to actually make the call. So good for them. But yikes, do I not want to play that defense? Um, we do have our yearly tricks and treats today. We've got all kinds of good stuff. We love a good festive show. Uh, we'll go over the rest there. Like you said, there was a couple of trade deadline moves. We'll we'll touch on those during the injuries, which there are a few of. Um, the waiver wire is probably going to be the most important section of this show, as it is every week, but now more than ever. So Sherpa is going to find a way to guide us to some healthy bodies on our teams. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a tough job. It might be on my uh, abilities this week, but we'll see. <laughs> We're going to try. We've got who to start, who to say. Our always controversial uh, position rankings. We'll give you some daily fantasy picks. We'll give you game predictions. We've got a little bit of everything for you. So if one hour is not enough, because quite frankly, how could it be? You can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter slash X at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. You can find us at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who there. You can find us on Facebook at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. And you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast, because especially now more than ever, when we're all traveling, you might need some, some nice, soothing, relaxing, arguing for your car trip. And that's where Sherpa and I can provide over 200 hours of <laughs> backed episodes. So if you need a little refresher, feel free to go back and check it out. Otherwise, we are with you every Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you everything you need to guide your team to victory. And hopefully, hopefully, survive the bye weeks, the Germany trips, and all of the injuries. <laughs> Injured quarterbacks, yeah. All of them. They all are. Um, we have four teams on a bye. We got a, a blessed blessed relief from that last week just to watch everyone get injured. So this week we've got the Broncos, Lions, Jaguars, and the aforementioned 49ers on bye weeks. Uh, sorry in advance to the Jaguars who are going to get that reloaded 49ers uh, team off a of bye in two weeks. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Uh, we do have a few injuries. We've got one or two people coming back from injuries, but quite frankly, not nearly enough. Um, we'll start out in Arizona where, as we mentioned, quarterback Josh Dobbs, who was the starter for the future, then the next day is not going to be the starter. We're going to see if Kyler Murray is going to come along this week and maybe come off IR. And if he can't, Clayton Toon is going to get, get the uh, start under center and then next thing you know, Joshua Dobbs. Out, didn't they, or am I wrong about that? I thought they already said that Murray wasn't starting, they, and so by process of they elimination. They non-committal so on this after the Joshua Dobbs right. tree. <laughs> okay. I mean, I hope I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the fact that we couldn't take him off IR last in, week does not instill a lot of confidence. So... Clayton Toon, who I'm sure everyone had penciled in, is going to be starting quarterback this week uh, for, unless for some miracle, Kyler Murray comes off IR, but I won't put all my eggs in that basket. Um, as I said, Joshua Dobbs, now a Minnesota Viking property. Kyler Murray is getting closer. Again, he wasn't lighting the world on fire before he tore his ACL, so we'll see what happens. 
Um, also, also worth noting that whoever's under center might not have your starting center. Tristan Colon is dealing with a knee injury. He was knocked out of the game last week against the Ravens, so keep an eye on that. And tight end Zach Ertz was placed on IR with a string quad, so he's going to be out at least the next four weeks. I have no tight ends left on my team. Things are going well here, so I will definitely be taking notes during the, the waiver wire portion of the show. In Atlanta, uh, they really dealing with a lot of injuries more on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively, wide receiver Drake London uh, is dealing with a groin injury that knocked him out of the game on Sunday in Tennessee. They're waiting to see kind of how severe it is. They're calling him questionable now. He's not practicing today, but keep an eye on that. Also, uh, particularly defensive end Grady Jarrett's going to be done for the year. He had, he tore his ACL on Sunday. So linebackers and defensive ends are uh, – the walking wounded out in Atlanta, so we'll see how they fare this week. In Baltimore, uh, we've got safety Marcus Williams still dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable. Uh, running back Keaton Mitchell did not play last week. He's dealing with his own hamstring injury, also listing him as questionable. And remember, linebacker Tyus Bowers is dealing with a knee injury. He's still not practicing. So the linebacker core also pretty banged up. Uh, They're hoping to get some guys back, but it won't be this week. So the Ravens still still healthy by their standards, but not healthy by anyone else's standards. (laughs) The injury report at least got a little smaller for them this week. Out in Buffalo, uh, they were down to just one sole little tight end, Dalton Kincaid, last week healthy. Uh, Tight end Dawson Knox had wrist surgery. He's on IR. He's not going to miss the rest of the year, but he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. And tight end Quentin Morris did not play last week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. So Dalton Kincaid probably needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap, be kept safe, uh, whatever they need to do. But I want to think about maybe bringing a guy or two in. Um, other than that, pretty healthy on the whole, which is great because they've sustained a lot, of, a lot of injuries over the last couple of weeks. In Carolina, linebacker Justin Houston was knocked out of the game with a hamstring injury. He's questionable going into this week. Also keep an eye on their secondary. Uh, they they lost a couple of guys to IR, particularly in the safeties. So their defense, which wasn't world beater to begin with, is certainly taking a hit this week. So keep that in mind when you put together your defensive rankings. In Chicago, quarterback Justin Fields, still questionable. He's still, quote, week to week with the dislocated thumb. When he can grip a football, he'll be back in a game, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be this week. Um, he's he's allegedly questionable now. It's more like doubtful, so don't don't count on him there, unfortunately. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds was knocked out of the game on Sunday. He injured his knee but, quote, avoided the worst-case scenario, so they're hoping he won't miss time or at the very least it'll only be a week or two. And uh, the secondary pretty banged up, particularly safety Jacob Brisker is in the concussion protocol. He was also sick. Things were not going well for the Bears' defense. In Cincinnati, actually pretty healthy. They did put a couple of guys on IR, notably running back Chase Brown. He's got a hamstring injury, but I sure hope he wasn't on your fantasy team. In Cleveland, we're still playing the will Deshaun Watson or will he not play uh, game. He's listed as questionable. It's still his shoulder. It's now his ribs. It's a little bit of everything. He's going to be a game-time decision. Again, please, please have a plan B. Uh, They also, the defensive side of the ball, really got beat up last week. Uh, Defensive end Zedaria Smith, defensive end Alex Wright, 
uh, cornerback Greg Newsom, I.I. We always like to keep that in mind. Um, all banged up, all knocked out of the game, all did not return. Uh, all very questionable going into this week with various head, shoulder, knees, and toes or knee and groin injuries. But the the Browns defense, which is their cornerstone, is going to need a little bit of health coming into this week. In Dallas, tackle Tyron Smith is still trying to get back into the lineup. He came back. He suffered a stinger against the Rams. He thought he was going to play last week. was a very late scratch. They're still not sure, hoping he's going to play this week, but not sure which way it'll go. Uh, also worth noting, Trevion Diggs underwent surgery on his ruptured ACL uh, at the end of last week. He is on track to be back next year, sending him lots of healing thoughts. The Broncos are on a bye this week. They did beat the Chiefs, so I think we should just note that. But we'll leave the rest of it till last till next week. Um, but remember, tight end Greg Dolchich is on IR now with a hamstring injury. So. Yet another one of my tight ends bites the dust. The Lions and the Fighting Motor City, Dan Campbell's also on a bye this week. Hopefully, David Montgomery will be a little healthier when we come out on the other side of that. In Green Bay, cornerback Eric Stokes is not practicing. He is pretty doubtful, looking with a hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that as the week goes. The defense is going to need him out there. Also dealing with a couple offensive lineman injuries. Uh, It would be nice if Jordan Love had a little more protection and made a little better decisions, but... We'll get to that later in game predictions. The Texans tight end, Brevin Jordan, uh, is dealing with plantar fasciitis. So Dalton Schultz, it does not seem like he is in danger of losing any any snaps to Brevin Jordan right now. He's going to probably be out this week, potentially a few more weeks. Wide receiver Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, is doubtful going into this week with a foot injury. He did not play last week either. Also keep an eye on center Jarrett Patterson. He is doubtful. Uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury sustained last week. Looks like he is not going to play this week and potentially a couple more weeks after that, which you never like to lose a center, especially with a rookie quarterback. So keep an eye on those things. The Colts dealing with a lot of defensive injuries. Everybody's questionable. Uh, <laughs> not in their play, just in their health. But also, tight end Jelani Woods is getting closer to a return from IR. He's been on with a hamstring injury. He is eligible to come back, but not quite healthy yet, so it'll probably be another week. Also, Anthony Richardson had successful surgery. He is going to be done for the rest of the year, but old Jim Mercer has been keeping us all updated on Twitter slash X, whatever we're calling it now. The Jaguars are on a bye. Again, they're going to play the 49ers next week. Really sorry about that, guys. In Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes had the flu last week, which is partially why they did not beat the Broncos, according to the team. Uh, he should not have the flu this weekend. So just keep an eye on that. I guess see if how the sales of Kleenex are going in the greater Kansas City area. Uh, linebacker Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Uh, both got injured this week. Willie Gay's dealing with a hamstring or a tailbone injury. He is questionable going into this week. Nick Bolton actually hit IR after dealing with a wrist injury this week. And wide receiver Richie James is close to coming back from injured reserve with his own stint with a knee injury. Uh, maybe this week, maybe not. But that that's the kind of guy that might might hinder a Rashi Rice. So keep an eye on whether or not he gets activated. In Las Vegas, pretty much if you're a linebacker employed by the Las Vegas Raiders, you are injured and questionable going into this week. A lot of concussions going around. Not great. Uh, so just a 
just leave it at that. Uh, we did see the return of Jimmy Garoppolo last week. Mixed results, but he is allegedly healthy you know, now. That made you happy. Oh, so happy. You know what does make me happy is that Nick Mullins might come off IR and play quarterback for the Vikings at some point. So if I can't have C.J. Beathard, going to have me some Nick Mullins. <laughs> Those are the, the real deep, deep practice squad sleepers. <laughs> In Los Angeles, I guess we'll talk about a few players who should be playing on the field, one of those being tight end Gerald Everett for the Chargers. Did not play last week. Uh, Another guy on my roster. Basically, if there's a tight end I roster on any of my teams, you should probably just safely assume he is hurt. Uh, He's dealing with a hip injury. He's questionable going into this week. It'll probably go down to game time again. Wide receiver Jalen Guyton is not quite ready to come off IR. Uh, They're going to Take another look at it as the week goes on, but he's still coming back from that ACL injury. Uh, And in slightly better news, wide receiver Mike Williams had successful surgery for his ACL. He should be good to go next year. So just keep him stashed on your dynasty teams. On the other side of town, the Rams dealing with, uh, stop me for this before, quarterback Matthew Stafford is injured. Poor man is always injured. He is dealing with a thumb injury, still being evaluated. It's not fractured might be ligaments. They're kind of trying to figure out if he can throw, how he's going to throw. Uh, he's listed as questionable. It's going to see how the week goes, so have a plan B there. Wide receiver Puka Nakua, also questionable. He's dealing with some knee swelling, so he's not going to practice a lot this week, but he should play. And wide receiver Austin Trammell, dealing with a hip injury. That's a, a special teamer there for most of you. Also, for the special teams, loving Sherpa. Hunter Ethan Evans was injured, sprained his ankle, did a lot of punting last week. He's very tired now. Uh, Their defense also dealing with a couple of injuries. In Miami, uh, cornerback Fabian Howard did not play last week. Questionable this week with an ankle injury. Uh, on Armstead, uh, the offensive tackle, is maybe coming off IR this week. He did go to Germany with the team. Tua could certainly use him back. Uh, We did see the return of Jalen Ramsey, so that certainly helped the defense last week. Tight end Durham Smith is questionable. He's dealing with a foot injury. He did have some targets last week, was walking around in a walking boot after the game, though, which is not ideal. And wide receiver River Craycraft, who likes to run those Braxton Barrios routes and return kicks, is getting activated off IR. He's been hanging out there the last few weeks with shoulder injury, but it looks like he's going to be active this week. In Minnesota, As we talked about, Kirk Cousins no longer can play quarterback because he unfortunately tore his right Achilles. He is done for the year. Uh, So they are going to to look sort of within, and then they decided they're actually going to also bring in Joshua Dobbs. But rookie Jaron Hall is going to be your starter this week. After that, it's anyone's guess. Could be Nick Mullins, could be Joshua Dobbs, could be some other person entirely. (laughs) We'll find out. But beyond that, mostly defensive injuries, so just keep an eye on them. In New England, pretty much every offensive lineman is listed as questionable. Some version of knees and ankles, it's not great. Uh, Mac Jones really could use protection. He's probably not going to get it. Also, we saw wide receiver Kendrick Bourne suffer a torn right ACL during Sunday's game. He is done for the year. Wide receiver Devontae Parker is in the concussion protocol after taking a nasty helmet-to-helmet hit. And like I said, uh, we've got all the offensive linemen on the the injury list as well as a couple of linebackers. So 
think they're a little rough in New England. Not entirely sure where all their offense is going to come from, but we will have to wait with bated breath and see. Uh, in New Orleans, we're actually pretty relatively healthy. It's knock on wood. We're just looking at Jimmy Graham being a little bit questionable, but for the most part, things are okay in New Orleans. The Giants, uh, we saw Tyrod Taylor unfortunately go down with a rib injury and very justifiably went to the hospital versus having a team doctor look at him because, remember, his lung was punctured just a few years ago by the Cardinals or the Chargers team doctor. So don't blame him for that. He is out of the hospital. He is dealing with a rib cage injury. He is officially questionable. Tommy DeVito came in. Uh, he looks like a rookie, unfortunately. But our our friend Daniel Jones, yeah. <laughs> he is from Jersey, and he does wear a lot of gold chains, so he, he's really leaning into it. Uh, Daniel Jones is cleared to come back from his neck injury just in the nick of time. Who the backup quarterback will actually be, hard to say, but it looks like probably Tommy DeVito. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And uh, offensive line, pretty banged up. Backup running backs, Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray, both, both hit injured reserve this week with hamstring and calf injuries, so... Things are a little rough around the edges for your Giants, but we'll see how they bounce back. It's uh, another week, so another Aaron Rodgers report for the Jets that he's not yet jogging, but he's walking without pain, and the coaches all play on him being back this year. This is ridiculous. Uh, Randall Cobb, dealing with a shoulder injury, did not play last week. He's questionable going into this week. Uh, They're also down a couple of offensive linemen, which is not great either. Uh, And... Also, notably out of that, center Connor McGovern is on IR, so he's dealing with a knee injury. That offensive line, the woes just keep on going. In Philadelphia, the defensive woes are still still quite a plenty. Uh, Jalen Carter tried to play this week, dealing with a back injury, left the game Sunday, questionable going into this week. Cornerback Bradley Robbie still questionable. Uh, so keep an eye on those guys. In Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett was knocked out with rib injuries. He says he plans to play on Thursday night. I'm not entirely sure how the training staff feels about that. He's officially listed as questionable. Old Mitchie who Mitchell Trubisky would be your backup or starter, depending how things went. Uh, I certainly would think that's maybe not your best play to throw Kenny Pickett out there, but we'll see. The secondary took a couple of hits, and most notably, safety Minka Fitzpatrick was knocked out of the game with a hamstring injury. He is already ruled out for Thursday night's game. Um, It did designate Cameron Hayward to return from IR, though, so that is nice. Pat Farmer is still on IR, which is terrible. Uh, The 49ers on a bye this week, so we'll check in on them and Debo Samuel and the boys next week. The Seahawks, uh, definitely definitely still dealing with offensive line issues, definitely still dealing with linebacker injury issues. They also put a uh, couple of guards on IR, but they did get Kenny McIntosh back, one of their running backs, off IR from a knee injury. So they're the ever-revolving door of Shannon Hannigan's and running back by committee there just rolls on. In Tampa Bay, quarterback Baker Mayfield is still officially listed as questionable. He is dealing with a left knee contusion, a.k.a. a bruise. He is planning to play through it, so more power to him. Uh, Also keep an eye on their defensive ends. In Tennessee, we saw quarterback Ryan Tannehill not play last week, and Will Levesque get his coming out party. So Tannehill still dealing with ankle injury, still not practicing. As of now, it looks like it's going to be Will Levesque starting on Thursday. So good on him. Also, several defensive injuries there. Unfortunately, 
DeAndre Hopkins is also listed as questionable. He was limited today at practice. He's dealing with a toe injury. That's more of a maintenance thing. I wouldn't worry too terribly much about that. And running back Tajay Spears is also listed as questionable. He was limited today with an ankle injury. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, tight end Josh File, questionable as well. He's got a concussion. It doesn't look great. He's got a chance to play, but I wouldn't bank on that. And the commanders, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, questionable. He's dealing with some soreness. He was knocked out of the game with a toe injury. Uh, their center also dealing with a knee injury, Ricky Stromberg. That's not great. They traded away their two best defensive players. They've got some linebacker injuries. Things are a little rough in the commander's world. Sherpa, is anyone left on the waiver wire that is not under contract with the Denver Broncos? Is there anyone left out there I can pick up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there actually are. There are a few. Um, I would say if you're looking for a quarterback this week, which a lot of us are, a tight end yeah. or a wide receiver, you're um, in pretty good shape. Uh, running back, not so much. Some good defenses to stream, but uh, why don't we just start right in with uh, running backs. The two, and again, admittedly, I'm not really excited about either of these guys, but Devin Singletary has been taking more time away from yeah. uh, Damian Pierce as Lou joins us here in the studio. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott, um, still for whatever reason, keeps uh, cutting into Ramondre Stevenson's production in New England. Those are probably the yeah. two guys that I'd be most interested in. Other guys I would be interested in, uh, Justice Hill with Baltimore and TyJ Spears, if he were healthy enough to play in Tennessee. Um, Leonard Fournette um, signed by the Bills to their practice squad this week. It wouldn't surprise me if he were active for the game against the Bengals, but I certainly wouldn't expect him to get a full workload uh, his first week back. And then some other guys that I kind of like but don't like the matchups this week are Amari DeMarcado with uh, Arizona, Daryl Henderson with the Rams, Royce Freeman with the Rams, and Roshan Johnson with the Bears. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is slim pickings with running backs. I'm interested in how Leonard Fournette does, though. Could be, yeah, could that, that be, could be a good the fit there. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how that works out. I mean, I still am not quite sure why James Cook hasn't you know, taken off yet this year, but uh, I know they're off. Did the, did the Cook family bit, so. do something to the NFL? Like, Dalvin and James both marginalized all of a sudden. Did something happen with them? Are they beefing with Roger Goodell, maybe? <laughs> uh, could be, or somebody put a curse on the family or something. But let's see. Possibly. Uh, wide receiver-wise, wide receiver-wise, I think there are a few more uh, good options this week. Uh, the ones that are most interesting to me are K.J. Osborne with Minnesota, Tyler Boyd with Cincinnati, Tank Dell with Houston, and Rashid Shahid with New Orleans. Some other interesting options, Wondale Robinson with the Giants, Elijah Moore with Cleveland, Brandon Cooks with Dallas, Demario Douglas with New England, Michael Gallup with Dallas, Jaden Reed with Green Bay, DJ Chark with Carolina, Odell Beckham Jr. with Baltimore, and Jonathan Mingo with Carolina. And uh, Jahan Dotson would probably be much higher on the list for me, but I uh, don't know the matchup this week. But yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I had a nice balance back a uh, week on my bench last week in one league. But, uh, I'm not better Makes you feel that. any better. I had DeAndre Hopkins on a bench in one of my leagues. <laughs> it happens. 
So I'm moving on to quarterbacks, <laughs> and the ones that are most interesting to me this week. Uh, Derek Carr seems to be finding his rhythm in New Orleans. Will Levis, yeah. nice debut for Tennessee this week. Uh, not so sure, short week against Pittsburgh's defense, but as you mentioned, Minka Fitzpatrick is out, so that um, will take some of the pressure off of him, but you know, much of it will depend on how healthy DeAndre Hopkins is. Uh, Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. with Indianapolis. And uh, I'm probably on an island with this one, but I really like uh, Jaron Hall's prospects with Minnesota and I'm excited to see what he can do against Atlanta's defense this week. Um, I actually other... agree with you. I'm I'm on that island with you. Apparently Minnesota isn't if they went out and traded for Joshua Dobbs. And they probably yeah, and Lisa know better than family. <laughs> Um, some others that are interesting to me this week, if you need to go down a tier or two from those guys, are Bryce Young with Carolina, Mac Jones with the Patriots, Zach Wilson with the Jets, and P.J. Walker with Cleveland, um, Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones, uh, health dependent in Tampa Bay and New York, respectively. And then Sam Howell would be much higher on the list, but again, just don't like the Reds, excuse me, Commanders matchup this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That is going to take me a long time to break, unfortunately. Probably it's going to take a long time to break. Antonio Holmes game, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, moving on to tight ends then. Uh, the cream of the crop this week from the waiver perspective. Hunter Henry with New England. Luke Musgrave with Green Bay. Johnny Smith with Atlanta. Herb Smith with Cincinnati. And Jawan Johnson with New Orleans. You need to go deeper than that. Uh, Tyler Conklin with the Jets and Chica Conquo with Tennessee. And you uh, are looking for some guys that have promise over the longer haul, but uh, not ideal matchups this week. That would include Trey McBride with Arizona, Logan Thomas with Washington, uh, Gerald Everett with uh, the uh, Chargers, Colin Granson with Indianapolis, Michael Mayer with Vegas, and Tyler Higby with the Rams and uh, Kate Otten with Tampa Bay. So, you know, mix of uh, guys I like, guys who are injured, and uh, guys who I like but uh, don't like the matchups for this coming week. Hopefully uh, yeah. you can get at least one of those guys onto your uh, rosters where you're tight I've got to find somebody with a pulse. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's rough. And... Uh, Let's see, uh, moving on to defenses that you might want to stream this week, uh, New England, Houston, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, um, Washington, uh, the Chargers, the Rams, the Vikings, Tampa Bay, the Giants. Um, all those uh, might be decent streaming options this week. Yeah, there's some, there's some not bad streaming options for defenses this week. Granted, I think there's lower-scoring games, which helps. Yeah, so we'll see a bunch of low-scoring games this week, but we'll see. So um, shall we get into some uh, player rankings? Let's get crazy. Okay. Um, Why don't I start us off this guy? Running back, um, my top ten, Alvin Kamara at the top of my list, followed by Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Bruce Hall, Saquon Barkley, Isaiah Pacheco, Raheem Mostert, Gus Edwards, Kenneth Walker, 
Bijan Robinson, and honorable mentions to Ramondra Stevenson, DeAndre Swift, uh, Chuba Hubbard, Alexander Madison, and Tony Pollard. So any Ooh. overlap? We got a couple. We got a little bit. Um, I've got Saquon Barkley at the top of my list this week. Alvin Kamara coming into the close second. Uh, unfortunately, the Bears don't want to slow down a run game too much. Now Kamara looks real fast right now. Reese Hall coming in at three, Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor running on my top five. Josh Jacobs, who lost me in my fantasy matchup last night at six. Raheem Mostert, Bijan Robinson, Joe Mixon, and Tony Pollard running on my top ten. Hey, um, I've got Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs uh, one, two on my avoid list for this week. So it's pretty interesting. Um, yes. Also trying to avoid Brian Robinson. Najee Harris, yeah. Aaron Jones, Daryl Anderson, Rashawn Johnson, um, Amari DeMarcado, Rashad White, and Bonta Foreman. Yeah, I'm I'm staying away from Damian Pierce. I know he's creeping in here. I don't love the matchup. A.J. Dillon, I mean, just what a mess the Packers were last week. Tajay Spears, I don't think he's going to be totally healthy. The matchup's terrible. Jeff Wilson, Jr., Miles Sanders, I, I want no part of. Justice Hill in Baltimore, Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet, who has come on a little bit. I just don't think this is his week. <clears throat> Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott at all there in Philadelphia, and Jarek McKinnon out in Kansas City. Hopefully Kenneth Gainwell won't uh, get into any DMing uh, wars uh, with uh, fans during halftime of this week's game. You just never know with him. <laughs> Okay. Uh, wide receiver wise, uh, love Tyree Kill. <laughs> yeah, that, this is the week my family likes to disown me. So things are going well here. <laughs> uh, Tyree Kill at the top of my wide receiver rankings. I think it's a nice revenge game. The defense is soft. It's just gonna he's gonna put up a million points. I love it. AJ Brown a close second. Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase. And C.D. Lamb, who finally, 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 Dallas, thank you for finally understanding we have a number one wide receiver. Uh, running on my top five there, Keenan Allen checking in at six, Adam Thielen back back all the way up at seven, Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave running on my top ten. Right. I have A.J. Brown at the top of my list, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, assuming he's healthy, Chris Olave, Dave Flowers, Jordan Addison, Michael Pittman, C.V. Lamb, and Devonta Smith, rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions, T. Higgins, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, D.K. Metcalf, and Tank Dell. Tank Dell. I love Tank Dell. Just such a good name. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I am avoiding Jordan Addison. I am avoiding the Minnesota wide receivers, basically in general. I don't know who who Jaron Hall is going to throw to. I'm not entirely sure. I feel like T.J. Hawkins is going to get a lot of looks, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So staying away from the Vikings receivers, Drake London, not totally healthy. I don't love the matchup. Christian Watson, Joshua Palmer. Uh, Tank Dell, unfortunately, landing on my avoid list, but I just like a couple of guys better than him in that offense. Romeo Dobbs, Jonathan Mingo, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tutu Atwell, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Rich, um, I have Cooper Cup at the top of my avoid list, which is less an indictment of him and more 
indictment of uh, Matthew Stafford's thumb, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, DJ yeah. Moore, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, and Jahan Dotson all on my avoid list this week. And a dishonorable mention uh, thrown out at uh, George Pickens' way. Oh, George Pickens. Yeah, I, I I, mean, we all know how I feel about Thursday night games, but Thursday night games with an injured quarterback, oh, not good for a wide receiver. Um, how about quarterbacks? Who are you liking this week? Uh, Jalen Hurts at the top of my list, uh, which yeah, hard may foreshadow my game prediction there. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, the usual suspects, but now the list gets a little more interesting. Back half of the top ten, Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew, C.J. Stroud, Zach Prescott, and Jaron Hall. I have him slotted at ten, so that pick is going to look either really, really good or really, really awful. I'm being optimistic I actually, about it. I don't see it. That offense has, has been designed for Kirk Cousins to run it, who is not an elite quarterback despite what his numbers look like. Not a decent run game around him, a good offensive coordinator. I think it could work. I, I think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with you. Um, All right. And then I some also, honorable mentions uh, yes. oh, yeah. for Will Levis, <laughs> Jordan Love, and uh, P.J. Walker. But, uh, so who do you like? Well, a couple of your honorable mentions are ending up on my avoid list, unfortunately. Um, but I've got Jalen Hurts at the top of my list. I Maybe I'm not picking him to win that game, but I like him to put up a lot of points. Patrick Mahomes checking in at number two. I think it might be a little bit of a shootout, even in another continent. Uh, Josh Allen checking in at three. Lamar Jackson at four for me. And I have two sixes instead of a five. Okay, well, I'm going to put <laughs> got Dak Prescott in at five. Tua, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud, and Sam Howell rounding out the top ten. I think you'll be happy to know that Justin Herbert and Sam Howell occupy the first two positions on my avoid list this week. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we are in mid-season you're four. <laughs> you're welcome. And then followed by a bunch of, I don't know who the heck is going to play quarterback, but it really doesn't yeah. matter. I don't want any of them. Uh, that would include the Rams situation. Avoid that with Matthew Stafford or Brett Ripien. Avoiding Chicago with Justin Fields or Tyson Bajan. Avoiding uh, Arizona with Kyler Murray or Colton Toon. Avoiding the Giants situation with Daniel Jones, Terod Taylor, or Tommy DeVito. Avoiding Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Avoiding Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield or Kyle, Kyle Trask. Avoiding Pitts, uh, Atlanta with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. And avoiding Seattle uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, not paired with anyone. I don't know why I wouldn't just mention his name, but... Uh, that's my avoid list for quarterback. Well, we've, we've seen him sack so many times, he probably shouldn't be healthy. But, yes, I understand. <laughs> um, I We've got a lot of the same suspects here. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and whoever else wants to try to play quarterback for the Steelers, I'm staying far away from. Don't love Bryce Young's matchup this week. Geno Smith doesn't have an offensive line in Baltimore. He's got a good defense. I'm staying away from that. Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones at all in New York, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo and the boys, uh, Clayton Toon, PJ Walker. It's just, it's, there's some not great matchups here this week. 
That's a nice thing. Yeah, how about tight Maybe find something uh, uh, more cheerful about tight ends or, or more encouraging like about tight ends. Who do you like? Uh, I've got TJ Hawkinson at the top of my list. Like I said, I, I am drinking the German Hall Kool-Aid with you. Mark Andrews at two, Travis Kelsey down at three on my list. I think he's just going to get a few less looks. Miami does actually defend against the tight end pretty well. Uh, Taylor Swift, I don't know if she's going to be in, a, in attendance. That might maybe change the stakes, but we'll see how that goes. Dallas Goddard at four, Dalton Kincaid at five, who hopefully will not be the only tight end on the roster, but we'll see. Uh, at six, David Njoku, Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, and Kyle Pitts running on my top ten. I have uh, Travis Kelsey in his usual spot atop yeah. the list uh, this week. Mark Andrews, two, TJ Hawkinson, three, Dallas Goddard, four, Dalton Schultz, five, David Njoku, six, Jake Ferguson, seven, Dalton Kincaid, eight, Jawan Johnson, nine, and Taysom Hill, ten. Honorable mentions to Herb Smith, Jr., Kyron Granson, if he's healthy enough to play, and uh, I didn't put Chica Conklo's, uh name on the list this week is a vote of confidence in the weather. I like it. I like it. Rookie quarterbacks, you know, you know how we love that rookie quarterback to tight end matchup. Um, I have Gerald Everett on my vo- at the top of my void list. Not totally healthy, don't love the matchup. Uh, Luke Musgrave, again, not my favorite matchup. Taysom Hill, Tyler Conklin, Tyler Higby. I'm really sorry, all the Hylers that play tight end. Connor Hayward, who is the Pat Firemuth backup in Pittsburgh, Johnny Smith, Michael Mayer, Irv Smith Jr., again, also Tyler's and Smith's, apparently I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way about, and Hunter Henry slash Mike Gesicki, which pains me so much to do. I had trouble. I couldn't come up with uh, 10 to avoid this week, I which just is more indictment <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I could only come up with seven, but my seven are uh, Cole Komet, Tyler Higby, Kate Otten, Logan Thomas, Michael Mayer, and Gerald Everett. And mind you, there are obviously a bunch of guys I wouldn't start. Like I wouldn't start Daniel Bellinger if, uh, yeah, if uh, Dan, Darren Waller can't play, but I'm, I'm trying to confine my list to guys that you might actually consider starting in the fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, especially with so many rookies and inexperienced quarterbacks playing, it's hard to write off some of those tight ends because it's it's kind of a security blanket. Okay, um, defenses, if you're looking for a streaming option this week, um, nothing really stands out you know, to me head and shoulders above the others, but there are a bunch that I think you could just throw names in a bag and pick one out, and that includes New Orleans, Tennessee, Cleveland, Green Bay, Houston, New England, the Giants, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, and the Rams. So I think it's just, uh, you know, the luck of the draw this week. I I don't feel strongly about any of those, but I think they're all reasonable options if you need to stream the defense this week. Yeah, for me, I feel pretty good about the Cleveland Browns defense. I also feel good they're not going to be available on your waiver wire. But like them a lot, the Saints, like you said, the Falcons. Also, I just think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, The Patriots, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Giants, the Vikings, Steelers. 
cults, commanders. You can, like you said, you can really throw a whole bunch of them here in the bag. Okay, the ones that I want to avoid again, only a couple that I really feel strongly about. Um, that would be Dallas and Buffalo. Others I don't like so much are Chicago, Seattle, Miami, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Yeah, we've we've definitely had overlap. Um, I've got the Bills, Cardinals, Texans, the Cowboys, the whole state of Texas. Uh, Rams, Eagles, Seahawks, Chiefs, Bengals, Panthers. Just saying, saying no to a lot of defenses this week. Okay. Let's get crazy. Um, Let's see to... how much we actually agree this week. <laughs> All right. I'll try to keep this pretty quick so that we can uh, still have time for uh, DFS trick and trick-or-treating at the end. But uh yeah. So the first day night game, as you mentioned before, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense figures to you know, give Will Levis a little bit more of a challenge than Atlanta's did, but still, I, I think he's up for the challenge, and I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee over an uncertain quarterback and banged up defense uh, situation there. So I'll say Tennessee by field goal, uh, 24-21 over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I mean, I ended up with the same score. This game could go any number of ways, but I, I think Tennessee is just a little better. I think Will Levis is a little, I mean, he's certainly healthier, and they have Derrick Henry on the team. So I think that kind of trumps, especially with no Minka Fitzpatrick, whatever the Steelers are going to bring to the table. So I've got Tennessee 24-21. Okay, Sunday morning starting off the game in uh, Germany, and we've got Miami at Kansas City, as you mentioned, the Tyreek Hill uh, revenge match. Kansas City obviously hasn't found a wide receiver of his caliber to replace him, but they've got Not so much. a really well-rounded team. I think their defense is a little better than you're giving them credit for, and I think just the strangeness or tiredness or whatever it is that goes with a game, you know, traveling that far and playing a game. But uh, anyway, I think the better team will prevail here, but I um, – I think we probably differ on who the better team is. I'm going to go with Kansas City by a field goal, 27-24. I've got Miami winning 31-27. I think Mike McDaniels is just wily enough to find a way to steal this. I think traveling overseas, just it, it, it always throws a wrench into things. And I think the Dolphins are marginally healthier here than the Chiefs. I think that's the difference. And I think Tyreek Hill's still a little cranky. You know, I think there is a motivation there. So hopefully Patrick Mahomes is over the flu. I don't think Taylor Swift's going to Germany, so I don't think Kansas City's winning this game. Okay. We've got uh, the Sunday afternoon games, the early slate. We've got uh, New Orleans hosting Chicago. These two teams heading in opposite directions. I liked uh, Chicago's trade for uh, Montrez Sweat, but I'm not quite yeah. sure that they think they're on um, you know, what they were going to do with that. But uh, anyway, it um, doesn't matter. I, I still think New Orleans' offense is really starting to click, and I think that'll be the difference here. Uh, I'll go with New Orleans 28 over Chicago 20. Yeah, I've got New Orleans 28, Chicago 17. I'm, I'm a little concerned about Tyler Bajent and this Saints off or defense. It's 
not an easy defense for an experienced quarterback, and it's certainly not an easy defense for a rookie with an injured offensive line and injuries around him. So I think it could be a long day for them. Like you said, New Orleans is firing on all cylinders. Alvin Kamara looks great. Derek Carr seems to have healed this shoulder sprain. Uh, Chris Olave is catching footballs. Michael Thomas is running around. Even Juwan Johnson's out there. I mean, everything seems like it's working. So I've got New Orleans winning 28-17. Cleveland hosting Arizona, and this game is notable in that we probably don't know who either team's starting quarterback is going to be at this point in the week. Nope. Uh, Tuesday night, <laughs> uh, it'll either be uh, Deshaun Watson or PJ Walker against either uh, Kyler Murray or Clayton Tune. My guess would be that it's probably PJ Walker against Clayton Tune, which is why I'm picking the Browns to win this 27-21. He told me it was going to be. Kyler Murray, I'd have to think long and hard about it, although with the rust factor and going against Cleveland's defense, I'd probably still pick Cleveland. But uh, anyway, again, I'll go with Cleveland 27-21 here without knowing who the quarterback is. I got Cleveland and the the fighting P.J. Walkers winning 30-21, and I don't think it's necessarily that close either. Um, Clayton Toon, no offense, man, or Kyler Murray and his fresh new knee. Either way, I think this Cleveland defense is very good, and I think they're not getting enough credit, despite the fact that we know who these guys are. But Miles Garrett is going to be coming through that offensive line an awful lot of times, and it's going to be a very long day for Arizona. I think Cleveland wins handily, 30-21. Okay, another game where we have uh, one quarterback of questionable health and one quarterback of questionable ability, and that would be uh, yeah. Green Bay and Jordan Love hosting uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And I think the questionable, questionable ability is going to win out here as I see the Packers winning this game by a field goal. Uh, I'll go with Green Bay 24, Rams 21. And, again, if these teams were at even strength and fully healthy, I'd probably pick the Rams. But uh, um, with Matthew Stafford uh, not being a full strength and maybe not even starting. I'll, I'll stick with the Packers here. I, I Even with Matthew Stafford maybe going out there and not even totally being able to hold the football, I still think that this Rams team can beat Jordan Love the way that Packers team played last week. Maybe they get better, great, but Jordan Love was bad. That defense was not great. And yes, the Rams are, are not the Rams of years past. Yes, Matthew Stafford's hurt. They've got injuries, but I don't think it'll be a pretty game, but I think the Rams find a way, even with Matt Stafford as quarterback, and they win 23-20. This is going to be a forgettable game for a lot of us. (laughs) Do you think we'll see any T-shirts in Green Bay that say, I hate love? Maybe. (laughs) I still like the picture of Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts standing next to each other. Love Hurts. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. All right, um, Minnesota on the road against Atlanta. And, again, for me, this is just a total dark throw on uh, Jaron Hall, but I'm going to go with it and say that uh, Minnesota, even without Kirk Cousins, finds a way to win this game uh, on the strength of uh, Jaron Hall's uh, arm. And I'll go with uh, mainly just because I'm not that impressed with Atlanta's defense. I'm going to go with Minnesota by Mm -hmm. a field here. 27-24, 27-24, and uh, you're going to surprise me and tell me that you're uh, going with Atlanta this nope, week. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. It would be too scary. Even on <laughs> Halloween, it's too scary for me. 
cannot do it. <laughs> they even tried to suck me in. They're like, listen, we're going to put Taylor Heineke on the field. We're not even going to run Desmond Ruder out here for the end of this game. And they were like, we're, we're going to try to reel you back in. Did not work. Did not fall for it. <laughs> um, I will take unproven, untested rookie Jaron Hall with uh, maybe a, a crudely put together game plan. <laughs> And a locker room with Kirk Cousins roaming around just firing people up on crutches because that seems to be what they need. I don't know why, but he seems to be a great leader in the locker room. Um, I think Minnesota finds a way. I think they're going to win 28-23. Atlanta finds ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory time and time again. Um, maybe one day they're going to get it together and I'll pick them again, but it, it does not look like it's this week or, or anytime soon. I wish the Vikings would have um, would re-sign Case Keenum just so that he could reprise that uh, Thanksgiving Day yeah. game celebration yeah. they did in the end zone a few years ago when they were all sitting around watching those programs having Thanksgiving dinner. That was hilarious. Yeah, that um, was good stuff. We need like, more of that. Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> Show yourself, Case Keenum. <laughs> so, the next up, we've got uh, Seattle at Baltimore, this should be a really interesting game. Uh, Seattle improving. Baltimore also um, starting to click. Uh, maybe not quite as much as New Orleans. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore here mainly just because they're at home and they have Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go with them uh, by a score of 28-24. A little surprised they didn't trade for a running back, but uh, apparently they're confident enough in Gus Edwards and yeah. uh, Justice Hall to get the job done. I just think Dalvin Cook look, would have looked real good on this team, and it just seemed silly that this didn't happen. But, I mean, he's already got a lot of purple clothes, guys. Would have been an easy fix. Um, anyway, clearly nobody called and asked my opinion on it. Um, but I think that Baltimore is clicking. Uh, I really like Geno Smith. I like a lot of things about Seattle. I don't love that both – uh, Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf are a little banged up. I don't love that the offensive line has become a dam that is broken and Geno spends a lot of time looking up at the lights. Luckily, he does get some passes off before that happens. So they'll stay competitive in this game, but I have Baltimore winning 30-21. to 21. Next up, we've got uh, Houston hosting Tampa Bay in the game of, uh, I don't know, Call it the mediocrity bowl, so it might not yeah. be a top five draft pick bowl, but it's not much better Close. than that. And anyway, mid uh, round draft I think pick bowl. <laughs> even as a um, rookie quarterback, I have a little more confidence in his ability at this point than I do in Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield has some nice uh, receivers to throw to, but uh, I just think. Uh, your quarterback's ability will win out here, so I'll go with the C.J. Stroud's 24 and the Baker Mayfield's or the Kyle Trask uh, 21. Yeah, I've I've got Houston winning 27-24, so a little higher scoring. Um, I do think that Tampa Bay defense is better, but C.J. Stroud is very good. This offense really is starting to figure it out. I mean, I could watch him throw a football to Nico Collins all day. That would be great. Uh, Baker's not healthy, uh, and unless he assures us Sunday morning that he woke up feeling dangerous, I don't feel like he is dangerous enough to win this football game. 
not that Houston's defense is overbearing, but just the Tampa Bay can't get out of their own way. So I'm taking I'm taking CJ Stroud big. Okay, another game which I don't think too many people outside of the people who root for those teams every week are going to tune in for is New England hosting Washington and just because Washington's defense is going to be a shell of what it was even last week, I'm going to go with a a very mediocre New England team here, 24-21. See, I'm actually going the other way on this. I'm going with Washington to win 24-21. Same score, just reverse the result. Because I just think that Chase Young's been hurt enough. Montez Sweat has been hurt enough. They haven't played at full strength all that often that these backup guys have are, are decent. They are better than average. So I think they have a chance, and especially because New England doesn't have any healthy wide receivers. Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki are it. That's what we got. And Mac Jones already struggling. I think they can still give him some looks. I don't think that Bill Belichick is as big and scary and as defensive, you know, minded as he can just shut down guys. I, I just, I think Sam Howell can find a way. I think there is still life here for Washington. Hey, Indianapolis traveling to Carolina this week. Uh, see how Bryce Young, if he can keep the momentum going. Uh, I'm voting no. I'll put Gardner Minshew and the Colts to win this by a field goal. I'll say Indianapolis 27, Carolina 24, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to uh, continue to do big things yeah. here. Jonathan Taylor is going to run forever on this Carolina defense. It's going to be awesome. Um, I definitely going with Gardner Minshew, obviously. <laughs> like, this is even a real question. Um, I've got them winning... 32-21. I think they're putting up points. I think the Indy defense is going to slow down Bryce Young. Uh, hopefully they don't start bringing in the ginger ninja on third downs again. That's just getting crazy. Miles Sanders isn't totally healthy. I just All the way around, it's messy. The whole game's going to be messy. Not a lot of people are hyped to watch this, but Gardner Minshew forever. Let's go Colts. Who would you have picked if Indianapolis had traded Gardner Minshew to Atlanta when they were playing each other? Ooh. I mean, I I guess I guess I would have to think that the the Falcons maybe had to have made their first smart decision, and I needed to you know give them some positive encouragement on that, that and maybe yeah. take their side. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd have to do that. Hopefully, we don't ever have to live in that world. <laughs> CJ Bathard. Every every week I get a different Sophie's Nick choice. Mullen. What would it take to pick the Falcons to win a game? <laughs> um, Dallas at Philadelphia, and probably the most interesting game of the week. Uh, this one, I know Philadelphia was sputtering at the beginning of the season. They've had some. Um, it seems like their offense is starting to click. The defense could still uh, not quite there. And Dallas's offense certainly capable of putting up a lot of points, but. I think uh, Philadelphia is just a little bit more of a complete um, team at this point, so I'll go with uh, Philadelphia to win this one uh, fairly easily at home. I'll say a high-scoring game, Philadelphia 34, Dallas 24. Okay, we are going to pick opposite on this one. I'm sure this is not a surprise to you. <laughs> I call this um, pick. 
A little bit, yeah, a little bit, although there is some reasoning for it. Um, I'm taking Dallas to win 33-28, to 28. so high-scoring affair, not putting a lot on the defense this year. This is more of a shootout, but listen, the Philadelphia defense needs to figure out how to stop a run. They need to maybe think about slowing people down. Sam Howell can't show up and pick you apart. That just can't be a thing that happens if you're an elite defense. The Cowboys... Our defense, also suspect, also questionable. Our, our quarterback, questionable decisions. But signs of life. Stevie Lamb, we got that figured out. There's no reason we can't do this. I think now's the time. Well, Strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> I'm not sure Dak Prescott has been that much better than Sam Howell this year. But like you said, I, if, they, I if agree. he has Stevie I Lamb, agree with you. Too, it doesn't really matter so much. But anyway, yeah. um I'm going to make a homer pick in this next game. The Giants traveling to Las Vegas. Neither one of these teams looking good. The Giants had the minus nine passing yards last week. I think this week will be a different story. I think we'll actually have positive passing yardage against Vegas' defense. I think Saquon Barkley will run wild um, and win his uh, showdown with uh, his matchup with Josh Jacobs. And I think the Giants will prevail here uh, 24-21. I'm actually even more of a homer pick here because I'm thinking the Giants win 21-13. I'm picking against Jimmy Garoppolo, just be very clear about that. Uh, But I think think Daniel Jones coming back in, Saquon's back, he's a little healthier. Uh, The Giants' defense is doing a good job, and they don't even need to be a great defense to mess up this Vegas offense because Jimmy Garoppolo is running a terrible ship here. So I think they've got a really good chance of winning this pretty handily. Okay. I would settle just for winning. If they win handily, that'll be a, a nice uh, icing on top. But uh, I'll, I'll settle for a win. Okay. Um, <laughs> another game maybe not quite up there with Philadelphia and Dallas, but uh, Cincinnati hosting Buffalo. We all remember what happened when they played on Monday night uh, in December. Yeah. You know, week 17 last year, that was – Really awful. Demar Hamlin, thankfully, he's okay. But uh, anyway, hopefully nobody gets injured, uh, at least not to that extent this time around. But uh, assuming it has to be a little weird for them all to be back there. I would feel like it's just got to be a little. Yeah, it'd be one thing if they were playing the game in Buffalo, but that's not what's happening. Yeah, but they're back on the same field in a night game again. At night, night, yeah. Monday night, but yeah. It, uh, like we couldn't have I'm we sure couldn't have schedule makers done this a little better for them. Like, geez, Louise. So I don't that's their uh, version of the Halloween trick. But uh, anyway, um, Joe Burrow, I was impressed that they were able to go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to say that they uh, continue this nice little run they've been on to get their season back. And I'll go with uh, Cincinnati to win this. Um, by a field goal, 30-27, to 27. Buffalo seems like they should be a better team, but they just aren't clicking uh, just yet for whatever reason. And I think Cincinnati at this point is a slightly better team, so I'll go with them. I'm actually going Buffalo 30-26. to 26. I think they're going to be a little more hyped up here with the memories of last year, and just there's going to be a little more oomph behind everything. So 
despite a little bit of a depleted defense and looking a little off the last few weeks, I think that maybe maybe it'll be a good thing for the win-loss record to go into Cincinnati, win a game, have everyone walk out together. That might be a nice thing for them. So I think I think they've got a chance to overcome here this week. Right, and then uh, last but not least, or maybe it is least, I'm not sure, the Jets are hosting the Chargers <laughs> in the Monday night game. Uh, team without a quarterback and a team that seems to play without a purpose. And the yep. Chargers, uh, I'm going to go for the team without a quarterback. Uh, I think they're smothering defense is going to be Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and company fits, and I think uh, you know, the Jets will be just enough on against the mediocre Chargers defense, and I'll say the Jets win this 24-21 as the improbable uh, comeback uh, story of Aaron Rodgers uh, continues to gain traction as the Jets may not be uh, top seed in the playoffs, but they certainly look like they're uh, potentially capable of getting there. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? But I am going with the purposeless team instead of the quarterbackless team. I'm going with the Chargers. Mostly I'm going with Austin Eckler. The run game might stifle him. It's okay. He'll catch some passes. It's fine. They will figure it out. Justin Herbert can run around a little bit, try not to break any more of his fingers. And I think the Jets, are they hang in. I mean, they're around. I've got them losing 24 to 23, so they're right there, and it's going to be whoever gets the ball last wins this game, and I think that'll just be the Chargers. Hey, do you want to hit us with some DFS next, or then we'll go to trick or treat? Yeah, let's let's blow through DFS real quick, and then we'll get to the tricks and treats, which is what you're all really here for because it is the best. Um, just a reminder, if it's your first time. <clears throat> we have. I've got some candy still. We're not going to get quite as hard. Yeah, we got some. We'll mail you some candy. We got one batch of trick or treaters <laughs> tonight, and you know, was a little girl who gave her candy a fistful of candy, and she just looked at me and grabbed another fistful out of the store and ran <laughs> off without saying thank you or anything. So I'm not in a good mood. Your right parents now. raised you right, girl. I hope they're listening and feeling shame now. <laughs> I hope so. Jeez. Cutthroat out there. <laughs> well, if someone stole an extra handful of your candy and you're a little light in the candy load and you still got to field a DFS lineup, I have just the thing for you. So as we do each week, <clears throat> you guys know who you want to put in your lineups. You know who the big names are. You know who you want to play. This is how you afford it. These are the good value plays at each position. I'm give you a couple of names. You figure out how you're going to work them in your lineup. You thank me later. Uh, at quarterback, old Sammy Howell, I think he's going to have a good day. <laughs> I think things are going to go well for him. Uh, Derek Carr, also a real strong matchup. Gardner Minshew, and that's not just a homer pick. It's an actual real pick with science. He's got a good matchup, and the price is very right. At running back, Jerome Ford looks like he's all the way back, healthy from that ankle injury, and I think ready to be a featured back again. Zach Moss going to get some yards. And Daryl Henderson Jr. I think becomes even more interesting with the potential that you might have a quarterback under center that can't throw the ball. So someone's got to move it, and it's going to be a running back. At wide receiver, uh, Rashad White, Terry McLaurin, Nico Collins, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs. A lot of good names, a lot of good values to pick from. Again, I'm going heavy on the 
the commander's stack here, and I think it will treat you well. But at tight end, Cole Komet, good value. Hunter Henry, also a good value. Again, another team that doesn't have any healthy wide receivers. Someone's got to catch the football. Hunter Henry, come on down. Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys, it's just what they do when they go to Philadelphia and when they go to Dallas is you run a lot of tight end underneath routes. Jason Witten went to the Hall of Fame doing that. So we're going to see more of that this week. Defensively, the Giants, Colts, and the Patriots, all good value buys. So we have given you everything, everything you could possibly need, even a second pistol of candy, candy. to win your season-long, your lifetime-long, your daily fantasy, (laughs) your water cooler snack talk. We got you covered six ways to Sunday. So uh, now let's do our favorite festive thing for Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of the good holidays. But we've got some tricks and treats for you this year. Tricks being obviously a player who maybe should have been more than he was or you know, a devastating injury trend sweeping the league, things like that. A treat, somebody we didn't expect. Something great happened. No one saw this coming. What a treat this was. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> I'm in a bad How mood to wanna... start with the tricks. <laughs> or at least uh, running back tricks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. What you got? Come before treats anyway, when you say tricks and exactly. treats. So why don't we start with tricks? Um, and just, you know, I don't know if you got dressed up for Halloween this year, but Blue and I got dressed up. Um, oh, I got dressed okay. up as King Kong and Blue. I was holding him. I put him in a white T-shirt and <laughs> made him into Blue Ray. So it was King Kong holding Blue Ray. So I don't know if we won the I still, I still have not seen that photo yet, and I really need to. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure you get a copy of it. But uh, anyway, so um, I mean, man. tricks. Tricks. Uh, should I go first, or do you want to go? Go ahead. All right, I'll just dive into it. Um, you have a better costume. You go first. At running back for me, <laughs> Bijan Robinson, he's not injured. He's just not being as productive as he should be. Uh, I know a lot of that has to do with their quarterback play and all, but uh, still I'm a little disappointed in his rookie season so far for a guy that is a top 10 uh, pick in a lot of redraft leagues and number one pick in most uh, dynasty rookie drafts this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been completely, excuse me, well, he too, but Aaron Jones um, has been missing in action this year, yeah. and that was um, – yeah, yeah, he's been injured part of the time, but uh, even when he hasn't been, uh, not playing that well. Um, Saquon Barkley, and maybe he's starting to turn his season around, but uh, if I look at his performance here today, he's still a trick for me. And uh, Josh Jacobs also would be a running back trick for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm still a little salty about Monday night. It's fine. <laughs> Josh Jacobs definitely made my trick list. (laughs) Um, Running back-wise, Dalvin Cook is at the top of my trick list. I thought this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I knew we were going to have a committee, but it seemed like they were positioning this as if Dalvin Cook is essentially your lead back. He's the veteran. He's going to take Brees Hall under his wing and 
he's going to show them the ropes and they're going to be great. And he's going to heal on his own time and life is going to be good. And then he fumbled three footballs and he is dead to the league now. Like we, we don't even talk about Dalvin Cook anymore. <laughs> um, for so much promise, we have so little. Yeah. Yeah. And James, what happened, man? What did you guys do? <laughs> Shouldn't be this way. Um, also, I would add DeAndre Swift to this list. Now, you may say, hey, Jana, he's actually had kind of a good couple of weeks here. But let's look at a big picture. DeAndre Swift is your number one running back. DeAndre Swift is far and away the most experienced running back on this roster. So why do we time and time and time again get the ghost of running backs past and put Kenneth Gainwell in, in the red zone? Why is Boston Scott still out there every other down? When you give the ball to, De- to DeAndre Swift, the chains move. R- points are scored. There's just no doubt about it. Like, why is that not happening more? This is more of a trick on the Eagles coaching staff. It's not DeAndre's fault, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I had him on my treat list, and I agree with you. The, the con- inconsistency is the maddening there. Yes. Part of that I put on for the, no reason. A big part that I put on the Eagles coaching staff, but still, when he's yes. gotten the chance, I think he's you know been much better than you probably drafted him as a third running back. I'm guessing you know if you have him on your team yeah. and you know, when he's been healthy, well not so healthy so much, but when he's had the opportunity to be the lead back, you know he's really delivered. So I would argue he's a treat, but I can certainly see your um, point about being a trick. Uh, Travis Etienne, probably at the top of my treat list. He's been a pleasant yes. surprise for those who have him on their teams. I, unfortunately, am not among them. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, even though he was the one was the first or second pick in a lot of leagues until he got hurt, was definitely delivering the goods. And uh, thing can be said for David Montgomery, who is definitely not one of the first two or um, one or two people picked. Um, it's more likely a sixth or seventh round pick, but uh, it scored a lot of touchdowns for the Lions from the Malfi this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree with all of those names. Um, I might, I might even get crazy and you, you take a look at at a Jonathan Taylor. Granny's only been back a week or two, but. From where we started this season, thinking he's just going to say, F everybody, I'm going home, to him putting up meaningful yardage now, I'm feeling pretty treated by that. (laughs) Hoping it lasts. Uh, Wide receivers, who's uh, on your trick list? Uh, Devontae Adams. I'm I'm not happy about how we're handling the lack of, of... receptions. I don't like going out to the, just this whole thing is very messy. I don't like it. Um, pretty much the entirety of the Cowboys wide receiver operation. We have Michael Gallup. We have Brandon Cooks. Hell, I don't know if anyone knows who C.D. Lamb is up until this week. I'm not sure why we can't throw to any wide receiver with any type of consistency. Makes me absolutely bananas. Um, <laughs> last but not least, um I have Devontae Smith on my trick list, and granted, it is not, he's, it's not that he's not producing, it's that we don't get these red zone looks for him, and he is, I mean, he's now seemingly a read behind Julio Jones when he's on the field. I just, I'm not sure why it's not gelling quite the same way as it was, 
but I would like that to change quickly. <laughs> hey, I have uh, Justin Jefferson at the top of my trick list, mainly yeah. just because of the injury, which is unfortunate, unfortunate but, um, and I know you can't blame him for that, but uh, there he is. Uh, Jamison Williams has been a disappointment. Mike Williams, another injury casualty. Uh, Christian Watson um, has been injured most of the season and hasn't played particularly well when he hasn't, has been on the field. And then uh, I'll give it a group uh, trick award to all Kansas City wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's very fair. <laughs> okay. Who's on your wide receiver treat list? Um, I mean, I think we have to put Puka Nakua on there. No one saw that coming, and boy, what a fun story that was. Um, also, you know, I really I think that I want to put, like, the entirety of the Houston wide receiving core. I like the the Nico Collins out there. Even, even Dalton Schultz throw him out, but I think that the fact that C.J. Stroud was able to go so long without an interception. He was able to do so many things that most rookies can't do for lengths of time, like we're talking weeks of time, hundreds of throws and not an interception. And in large part, that's due to the people who are catching the football for him. Yes, he's making good decisions, but people are also playing well around him. I feel like having a quarterback of his caliber, even as a rookie, is elevating everybody in that in that locker room, especially the wide receivers. So, I think I was pleasantly surprised at the impact so far, so I like that. Also, very hyped about Adam Thielen kind of coming back from the dead. Like, Minnesota was like, ah, we don't need you. You're nothing to us. It's fine. We have our shiny new toy in Justin Jefferson here. And they ship him out. He goes to Carolina and just keeps on going. He is he is going – everything's going well there, and I love it. Okay, for me, the treats on the wide receiver side, Among Ross St. Brown continues to mm-hmm. impress. Uh, Cooper Cup has done nicely since he came back from his injury, and uh, Zay Flowers has uh, been impressive as a rookie wide receiver. And, you know, really love Zay see, Flowers. Uh, yeah, so I'll call him a bouquet. Yeah, give him the flowers. Exactly. Uh, Quarterback-wise, tricks for me, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Obviously not his fault, but uh, anyway. And he's on your uh, quarterback trick list. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's on it. Desmond Ritter's on it. You guys promised me things were going to be different. You said said this team was going to work. You said it'd be different, and neither of them are, and you're both getting banged up and making real dumb decisions. If I have to watch another team get back-to-back sacked or back-to-back delay of game penalties, I I don't – I mean, I have no real threat here. I'm never going to stop watching football, but I'm going to be pissed about it. There's just terrible decision-making being made, and it's driving me up a wall. Like, it is just so bad. So I would tack those two on to our trick list. Maybe just the eight, the Achilles tendon in general could also be added to the list. <laughs> okay, and then uh, treat list. Cousins is on my treat list um, when I mm. put it together last week. Mm. Thinking we were doing it for last week. Uh, of course, uh, time has uh, made a mockery of my list. But uh, anyway, no. there you go. 
Jared Goff, uh, C.J. Stroud, and Sam Howell also on my uh, treat list for quarterbacks. I had Jared Goff on mine as well. I like his swagger. Like, I feel like he's got his confidence back. Geno Smith is on my list, uh, despite the fact it's been a rough couple of weeks here. But I mean, this dude just goes out and he just throws football for a million yards every week like it's no big deal. It's got to be nice having two number one wide receivers downfield. Um, Joshua Dobbs I have on my treat list. Again, he just got it's like benched and traded. Um, but quite frankly, he got signed to a team two weeks before the season started just because the offensive coordinator knew him, didn't know everyone on the team by week one, and came out and was very serviceable for them. And good for him. Okay, uh, why don't we wrap up with uh, tight ends. Who's on your tight end trick list? Oh, I mean, there's a couple. I just, Jake Ferguson, for one, I think could be doing so much more for the Cowboys. Darren Waller is just hurt all the time, which sucks. Foster Moreau, again, the same. Like, I'd love it to be different, but he's just he just can't stay healthy and relevant. And it's a lot of it's injuries. Uh, I want Mike Gusecki to get touches. It's just not happening. I mean, things just are what they are. Uh, I'm more situations than actual, like, play of players. Although Trey McBride dropped a ton of footballs last week, so I'm a little bitter about that. Hey, uh, for me, Chigakonkwo has been a big disappointment for Tennessee coming off the end of last season. I thought he could really be a top 10 um, option this year, and I've ended up dropping him Mm -hmm. from a couple of teams uh, just because, you know, it's more, again, an indictment of Ryan Tannehill and the Titans uh, quarterback play. And then George Kittle has had two great weeks in the last three, but other than that, you know, he hasn't done a hell of a lot this season, so he would also be on my tight end trick list. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I did not have on mine, and I definitely should have. I mean, being burned by George Kittle is not awesome. The second you bench him, he's going to score, like, three touchdowns, like clockwork. Uh-huh. Um, We have had some nice things. Again, unfortunately, a lot of injuries have have cut a lot of seasons short. But I think Dallas Goddard has kind of refound himself in Philadelphia, which is really great. It's sort of with injuries and just the way things were at the end of the year. It wasn't as big a part of the offense. And now he's becoming more of a factor. I love what's happening with Dalton Schultz in Houston healthy from the knee surgery, and he's got a quarterback that's not afraid to throw to him, which is great. Um, I mean, all in all, there's a lot of good little tight ends. I, I kind of like that, I mean, Mark Andrews is back being Mark Andrews, which is great. Then um, I guess we have to I guess we have to put Travis Kelsey on the treat list. I mean, he's he's consistently the best tight end week in and week out. It's just, it's just like a lot of media coverage right now that I could do it now. <laughs> yeah. um, for me, the one that I'll put on the treat list is Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end yeah. for the Lions. And uh, and I'll make this list again in a couple of weeks when we uh, do um, uh, the Thanksgiving version of it. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, if he keeps going the way he is, uh, might also mm-hmm. make that list. Yeah, yeah, so a little foreshadowing. Tight end. I like that. 
<laughs> so we would love to hear who were tricks and treats in your fantasy football world, be it your team or just as casual fan, whatever. You let us know what what tricks and what treats you have up your sleeve. And like Sherpa said, we do this again at Thanksgiving, what we're thankful of and who are the turkeys. So stay tuned for that. More ahead. But in the meantime, like I said, we've, we've given you a little bit of everything here. With some food for thought. We're getting philosophical and tricks and treats even. Uh, but you can find us next week at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time for a full hour for everything you need to know to guide your team to victory. You can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter slash X at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on the Fantasy Football Sherpa Facebook page, and you can find us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com if you want to chat with us there or find past episodes or if you started here late you can find them anywhere you find your favorite podcast so thank you so much happy halloween and good luck to all of you this week unless of course you're playing us Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.